Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Well, hey, there's a tradition, there's an old, old tradition on Easter Sunday that the leader says he is risen, and then the audience says he is risen indeed. So we're going to do that right now. He is risen. We can do better than that, okay? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Awesome, okay? Awesome, awesome. My name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors here. And yes, I have a cold, so if I sound different today, that's why. Stay away from me, okay? Good reason to do that. Uh, but I am so excited about Easter. Um, he is risen. And uh, I, my prayer has been the last couple weeks that for this Sunday that every single one of us is changed by the time we leave here this morning, myself included, that we have an encounter with the living Jesus, because he's alive. We have an encounter with the living Jesus that transforms us from the inside out today. Every single one of us has this. Every single one of us has this. Sometimes it's lost. Sometimes it's shattered. Sometimes it's missing. Sometimes we've forgotten about it. Sometimes we just have given up on it. But every single one of us has this, and the thing that every single one of us has is a dream. Every single one of us, whether now or at some point in your life, had a dream, right? You had a dream of what your future might hold. You had a dream of what your life could look like. You had a dream for your career. You had a dream for your family. You had a dream for your your children. You had a dream for, I don't know what, but you had a dream, But sometimes those get shattered. Sometimes those get sideways. Sometimes they shift. And sometimes they get buried. I grew up dreaming to be a professional baseball player. That was my dream. I would, uh, that's what I would do in the car rides, long car rides to church. I, I drove, uh, we drove about 40, 40 minutes to church every Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday night back in the day. Uh, and so I would just, I would be back there dreaming about being a pro baseball player. And I would dream when I was playing baseball, being a pro baseball player. And I would dream in school because what else are you going to do in school? No, just kidding. Okay. I was a teacher, by the way, for a decade. I would dream about being a pro baseball player. That was my dream. And I was fortunate enough that out of high school, I was able to continue that dream and play college baseball. And so that dream continued, and it, and it, it seemed like it was closer, and it was closer. And then I remember when I was a sophomore, I pitched a game, and must have pitched a decent game, because afterwards, a Toronto Blue Jay scout came up to me and, and had a conversation with me, just kind of getting name, I don't know, it was, it was a relatively short conversation, but that's pretty cool, right? Some of you don't care about baseball, so just deal with me here. Okay, it's Easter, so be happy. Okay, you're gonna have candy later. Okay, um, and so that dream continued, and now I mean, and just you know, it continued, and I was like, man, I'm not maybe as far away from this as I thought I was. And then one day, my junior year, there was a tryout, uh, if you will, kind of at our at our um, field at our, at our stadium, and uh, the t- uh, Baltimore Orioles were there. And so I went and threw a bullpen session in front of this scout and. Uh, you throw 15 pitches, you throw some fastballs, you throw some curveballs, and then whatever else. I had a slider and I threw a changeup too. So I threw 15 pitches, and no joke, all 15 I threw for strikes. Uh, the curveball was curving, the slider was sliding, the changeup was going, it was changing, it was going slower. And my arm felt really good, and my fastball felt like it had some good pop on it. I'm like, this is sweet. This is sweet. And I, I walked by the scout, I'll never forget this. I walked by the scout. And his exact words were this, good college pitcher, 
not professional material. Good college pitcher, not professional. In that moment, my dream died. Not just because of one person, but I, he was right. I didn't throw 90. I didn't, I just wasn't, I, I was close somewhat, but not that, that good. And all of a sudden, in one moment, have you ever experienced that? In one moment, your, your dreams are evaporated. And then what do you do, right? Everything you had been dreaming about, everything you had, your preferred future, if that's what you want to define a dream as, your preferred future is changed. Now, some of you have had dreams shattered a lot more important, a lot more painful, probably is a better term than not realizing a baseball dream. Some of you have had a husband show up at the house one day and say, I, I, don't, I don't love you anymore. This, I'm done. Others of you have received a health diagnosis that all of a sudden everything that you thought the future was going to look like has changed on a dime. Some of you, the dream that you had for your career, it's just never materialized. It's, it's just there. Others of you have had dreams for your children and, and they're running away from the Lord or grandchildren. Others of you, dreams of what your life could look like. The difference, some of you maybe had dreams in your 20s or teenagers, even in your 30s potentially of you're going to change the world. You're going to do something to help with hunger. You're going to do something to help with orphan children. You're going to do something to help with homelessness. You're going to do something and they just kind of didn't happen. I think all of us are here today in some form, shape, or fashion, and we understand what it means to have a broken dream, don't we? We understand what it means to see things the way we thought they were going to be shifted on a dime. And you're here today, and you're trying to figure out, what do I do about this? Where do I go from here? Will it ever change? Is there any hope? And so I just want to ask you a couple questions before I dive into the text today. Have you stopped dreaming? You don't have to raise your hand, but has anyone stopped dreaming? Maybe you didn't even think about that. You're like, I, I didn't even think. You know, I, just think, I didn't think I could dream anymore. I've had so many things in my life go sideways from what I thought they were going to be. I've kind of given up on dreaming. And my other question to you is this, some more hopeful question. Are you ready to start dreaming again? Do you believe that God can resurrect dreams in your life? See, when we lose hope, excuse me, when we lose our dream, we lose hope. When we lose our dream, think about that. When you and I lose the dream, when we lose the ability to dream, when we lose the dreams that we've had in our life or the dreams we thought we were going to have, we start to lose hope. This guy gets a phone call from his doctor. He said, doctor uh, called one of his patients, Jack, and he called his patient, Jack, and he said, Jack, I have bad news, and I have really bad news. <laughs> That's what you want to hear, right? And so Jack said, well, no, no, all right, doc, I guess let's start with the bad news. He said, well, the bad news is you have 24 hours left to live. <laughs> Jack's like, well, then what's the really bad news? To which the doctor said, I was supposed to call you yesterday. My jokes get better on Easter Sunday, I'm telling you, right? Just have an extra oomph. I don't care if it's nine o'clock, okay? Here's what I've learned about life. Sometimes the bad news precedes the good news. Sometimes we got to deal with the mess and, and, the, and the muck and, and, and the, the terrible stuff, right? 
before the good news can come on the other side. You see, where we're going to be in John chapter 20 today, if you want to follow along, I'm going to have some different verses too. But when we encounter the scene in John chapter 20, the bad news has happened. Jesus was crucified on a cross, and he was dead. And all the hope, all the dreams that the disciples had, and they, I mean, they were following this guy for three years. They had given up everything. Anyone here give up a lot? They have given up everything to follow after him in this new kingdom that they didn't totally understand, but they liked what they saw. Like people were getting healed. People who were under demonic oppression were being freed. And there were some other things. They were ruffling the feathers of some religious folks, but they, they were pretty excited about what was going to happen. And in one moment like that, can any of you relate? In one moment like that, their dreams were shattered. Their hope was gone. Because when we stop dreaming, we lose hope, don't we? When we stop dreaming, we lose hope. But sometimes the bad news has to happen before the good news can be really good news. So here we are in John chapter 20, verse 1. It says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary of Magdalene, Mary of Magdalene, went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, John's full of himself, I guess. But. And, he said, and they said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Still hope is diminished, right? Now not only is he dead, but he's gone. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and he looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, went, also went inside. He saw, he, this is cool, he saw and he believed. He saw and he believed. They did not, they still didn't understand from Scripture that Jesus had arisen from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. Now, I don't have the rest on the screen for you because I want you to listen to this. I want you to really listen to what happens thereafter. These next handful of verses, this, this next part of the encounter is, is staggering. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? Kind of a dumb question, but... <laughs> and they, they have taken my Lord away. They have taken my leader. They have taken my Savior. They have taken the one who I put all my hope in, all my trust, all my faith. My dreams are shattered, essentially, she's saying. And I don't know where they have put him. She thought they stole him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? This is a huge question here. Who is it you are looking for? I want to ask you that. I want to stop right now before I move on. Who are you looking for? Who are you searching for? Or what? What are you searching for? What are you looking for? Are you, when you look at the, the dreams that have been shattered in your life or the things that have gone sideways, who do you turn to? What do you turn to? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him, 
and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. Now that seems like such a little statement. Jesus said to her, Mary. He called her by name. He called her by name. He knew her. Who are you looking for? Who are you searching for? I want to ask you that today. Who are you looking for? Who are you searching for? And here's some really good news. Do you know that Jesus knows your name? The resurrected Jesus who came flying out of the grave knows you. You might not want to know him. You might be running away from him. You might be rebelling against him. You might be turning and substituting for all kinds of other things for him. But he knows your name and he's calling out to you. He so desperately wants a relationship with you. Church, here's the great news. This is great news. Easter is all about dreams coming back to life. I'm going to say that again. We can get excited. By the way, it's 9.04 now, okay? So it's like super late in the day, right? I'm going to say that again. Easter is all about dreams coming back to life, okay? Yay, God, okay? Thank you for appeasing me. You're awesome. Seriously, though, Easter is about dreams coming back to life. Because the dead man is walking now, because of the resurrection power, the dreams in your life, and all of you, myself included, have had shattered dreams. You've experienced some of the examples. Some of you have lost a a spouse this last year. Others of you have lost parents in the last year or two. Some of you have lost jobs. Some of you have lost health. Some of you have lost marriages. Some of you have lost just the ability to dream. Some of you have forgotten that God's calling you to do something so much bigger than yourself. You haven't had loss in your life necessarily, but you've lost the passion. You've lost the passion to use this one life that we get. We all get one to go make a difference in this world that transforms the life of someone else or or the society. What would it mean? What would it mean for your life if Jesus actually rose from the dead? You ever think about that? Sometimes we just ho-hum it. Maybe today you're here and you're doubting that happened. I just want to ask that question. What would it mean for your life What would it mean for your marriage if you're married? What would it mean for your career? What would it mean for just you? What would it mean if, if he rose from the dead? How would that change things? I think sometimes we intellectually know, yeah, he rose from the dead, I believe that. But then our life doesn't show any power in it. Our life doesn't evidence that we act like he's rose from the dead in the same power that's, I'll get to that verse in a second, but I'll say it now too. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is available to you and me if we're a follower of his. You see, sometimes we think, well, you know, um, I don't, that's, I, I can do this on my own. I can, I can change myself. Here's the deal. <laughs> you want truth? Here's some truth. If willpower could change yourself, you would have already done it. If willpower could have changed me and changed my heart and changed my behavior and changed my attitudes, I would have figured it out already. So strike one on that one. Let's stay with the baseball one. 
The second thing is, if you're here today and you think there's no way he would accept me, if God knew, if he knew what I did in my life, if he, if he, if he knew the decisions I made, if he knew the things that I think, if he knew the, the behaviors, he would not want to accept me. Here's the good news. He knows, and he so passionately wants a relationship with you. Isn't that crazy? He knows, and he's not running away from you. You want to run away from yourself if you're like me, right? He's running towards you. He's pursuing you. He is wild about you. He's crazy. Are you ready to pursue him? Do you want more of him in your life? You see, this can be your best day ever. That's been my prayer for every single one, myself included, that today is the best day of your life because you start dreaming again, because you allow the one who heals to start bringing that healing that needs to take place, because some of you have had some really tough stuff happen in your life, stuff that I have not experienced, I can't even really empathize with. But the one who came flying out of the grave wants to meet you right where you are, and he wants to start that healing. He wants to start healing in your mind. He wants to start healing in your heart. He wants to start healing in relationships. And he wants to use this one life you have for ways that you can't even imagine. Scripture tells us that he's a good dad. And if a good earthly dad, myself included, who is very flawed, (laughs) wants to give good gifts to my kids... How much more will a perfect father give good gifts to his kids? And he wants to unleash that in your life. I want to look at Ephesians 1, verses 19 and 20. You'll see it up on the screen. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. If we could do that, please. There we go. It says, The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted, God exerted when he rose Christ from the grave. The same resurrection power is available to you and to me to resurrect dreams, to bring back hope, to bring back purpose, to bring back meaning. It's not a verse I have, but one of the ones in 1 Corinthians, Paul says this, the great, I call him the great church planner. He's a missionary. He's a church planner. I'm a church planner. So I, yeah, he's a church. He's like, if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, everything we're doing is worthless. But, <laughs> big but, but if he rose from the grave, then look out. If he rose from the grave, then everything we're doing for Paul, because a dead man started walking, because in three days Jesus came flying out of the grave, it changed his life. It changed his preaching. It changed how he looked at people. It gave him hope. It restored a dream that had been broken. This series actually is going to continue next week with Peter. Peter was a guy who experienced brokenness. He denied that he even knew Jesus. He denied him in his, he, was, he said he was his friend and in a moment he needed him most. He didn't even say he knew him and he ran away and he was broken. Any of you, can, can any of you empathize with that today? Just that hollowness, that, that shame, that guilt And because Jesus rose from the grave, he was restored. And you can too. Let's look what it says here in uh, Romans 8, verse 11. It says, And if the Spirit of him, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. I thought about doing a huge exegesis today and time doesn't allow it. Of every verse in the Bible that talks about resurrection, do that, by the way, and you'll get pretty psyched. 
It is unreal what happens when you look at what happened when it says about resurrection, the power and, and the, the dreaming and all the things that can be restored. First Peter 1.3 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope. Anyone living hope? Anyone want to bring living hope? I do. Through the resurrection. Why is that? Why do we get that resurrection? Or excuse me, why do we have that living hope? How do we get that living hope? How can we share that living hope with others? How can we make a difference in this world? How can we see life after life, community after community, town after town, transformed by living power of Jesus? It says this right here, because of the resurrection... Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because one day they went to the tomb. One day they went to the tomb and the tomb was what? Empty. Okay. One day they went to the tomb and the tomb was... Finish it. I'm losing my voice. So, Okay. Went to the tomb and the tomb was... I got two more of these to do. Pray for them. As we get near the end today, I want to share a story. This is a story um, of someone actually at our pickle location. This is a story of what happens because Jesus came out of the grave. This is a story of what happens when dreams are shattered, but because of resurrection power, lives can be transformed. And I'm just going to read what she wrote. She said, I was an alcoholic for many years, and I lost my career of 17 years. I lost my kids. I lost my, my husband divorced me. And she said, I became homeless in the levee, not too far away from here in Troy. To make matters worse, after that, I, spent, I was sent to prison for 11 months. She said, when I got out, my parents and my children started to attend the Valley Church. So I came with them. I love what she says. She says, I sat with them for one year, saying nothing to anyone and just watching the people around me. Never underestimate what's going on here. She said, eventually, after that year, she said, I wanted to know, I knew I wanted what they had. I knew I wanted what they had. So I gave my life to Jesus. <laughs> she started dreaming again. And she went on, she says this. She says, then I, she said in her own words, she goes, I took off. <laughs> she says, then I took off, as she described it. She began attending group life. She began volunteering. And now she leads one of the ministries at the Valley Church. See, our mission here at the Valley Church is change lives that are changing lives in our community. Essentially, our mission here is resurrection every day. <laughs> every day that lives are transformed, every day that, that God meets us where we are and he does some new work in us, every day that dreams are restored. Why? Because Easter is all about bringing dreams back to life. Where do you need to see resurrection power in your life today? What dream has died in your life that you need God to help bring back? Where do you need his presence? Where do you need his power? Where do you need his hope? You know, I got thinking as we wrap up, we're going we're gonna to have a time of response today. I'm doing a little shorter of a sermon to give a longer response. You know, when I look at the world right now, I kind of look at it through an optimistic lens. I know there's a lot of things I can look at and say, man, it's getting worse and whatever, you know. I don't, I'm just wired a little differently. I'm, I'm left-handed, so I'm a little different, okay? <laughs> I look at what's happening in our world right now, and I have a lot of optimism. 
I look at what's happened in Asbury. I looked at what, the Jesus revolution. I see, I see a wave of the Spirit, church. I really do. Because the one who came out of the grave is alive and well. It says that the church, the gates of hell won't even be able to stop what the people of God want to do when they understand, when they understand, and what I understand, not just in here, but those hardest 12 inches from here to here, of the power that's available and what God wants to do in and through my life. So the song that we're going to close with today and we're going to respond is called Rattle. It starts out very slow, slow, if you will. It starts out very reflective. And so what I want you to do is I want you to respond right away. I'm going to read a passage in Ezekiel in a second. And then it gets triumphant. But as I was praying the last couple of weeks for this sermon, I was like, God, I, I just felt him nudge and say, open it up to respond today. Typically on Easter and Christmas Eve, we get in and we get out. Right? That's just is what it is, right? And I'm like, no, let's go. And God's like, nah, I, I want to restore some dreams today. I want people to take some action today. And so we're going to open up all our response stations. If you need to pray, if you just today, like, just want to meet God, you maybe you haven't met him in a long time. Maybe you've never met him before. You can kneel at your seat. We have, we have uh, prayer stations up here. You can come pray. Come pray as a couple. Come pray for resurrected dreams. On the cross over there, you can write what dream, what dream are you wanting to see restored? What thing in your life is broken? You're desperate today. You're desperate for the one who rose from their grave to come and do some new thing ready for that? Some new thing in your life. We have communion. You don't have to be a member or a regular attender here at the Valley Church. All, the requirement is Jesus' requirement, which is you are a follower of his. And I'm going to give you an opportunity because that would be the best news ever, right? That would be the best day ever if you turn from death to life today. If you turn from living the life you were living to giving it to Jesus, that would be the best day ever. Trust me on that. And then maybe it's a candle. Maybe it's a candle to light to, re, to bring a dream back to life today. There's stations in the back corner. So if you're in the back, you don't have to walk to the front. There's communion back by the tech booth. If you're with us online, by the way, welcome. Uh, and you can respond where you are. And there's stations up here. But I want to read this passage from Ezekiel. This passage from Ezekiel, I'll just be straight up. It's a little creepy, okay? It's, a, it's like, what's going on here? But it, it's a demonstration of resurrection power. It's a demonstration to a group of people. I'm going to give you the context for this. The context is that they're in exile. The context is that all their dreams have been shattered. The context is that they don't have any hope. Because when you stop dreaming, you lose hope, don't you? When you stop dreaming, you lose hope. And so the people hearing this prophecy that's given to this person by the name of Ezekiel messed with their heads. But it's a prophecy that came true then, and it's a prophecy that comes true on Resurrection Sunday. It says this, Ezekiel saying, He said, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit. So this is a vision, a Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. And maybe you just need to picture this in your mind. It was full of bones. And he led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? We're like, no. He said, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. In other words, I don't know. <laughs> then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you 
and you will come to life. Anyone want to come to life? Then you will know, then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise. (laughs) There was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Makes me want to sing that old song, but... I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Any of you feel that way today? You're here, but there's, there's something missing. It's the breath of God. It's the power of God. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath entered them. They came to life. And stood on their feet, a vast army. Do you see that? The breath of God, the resurrection. You don't come back. Jesus didn't come back to life if there's no breath in him. You picturing that? Jesus, God breathed the breath of life back into Jesus, and he came flying out of the tomb. And because he defeated death, you can defeat the death, you can defeat suffering, and your dreams come back to life. And so today, I want to give you a chance to respond. We have 10 minutes or so left. I want to give you a chance to respond. What dreams have died in your life? Where do you need to see resurrection power? Today can be your best day ever. Today can be that defining moment where you say Easter of 2023 is when I left the past behind and I gave it over to the resurrected Jesus Christ, and he changed my life. He gave me new hope. He gave me new purpose. He started installing a dream and instilling a dream back in me that I thought had died. Or maybe it's a new dream. And today, as we sing this song, I'm going to pray in a moment. I'm going to, give, I'm going to pray for anyone to receive Jesus today. I always do that, because why would we not? But then I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Maybe it is praying. Maybe it is putting that dream on a, on a sticky note and put it in the cross and say, God, I, I trust in you. I trust in your promise. I trust in the resurrected Jesus to bring this dream to life. Maybe it's lighting a candle to bring that dream back. Maybe it's receiving communion of remembering and celebrating what he did on the cross and the fact that he's alive and well. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Would you send your spirit into this place and the places and spaces that people are gathered watching right now? Would your spirit just be so palpable and so heavy and so real that you would nudge us to respond? That we would realize maybe for the first time, maybe just a renewing, that you're the one who brings dreams back to life. If you're with us today and you've never said yes to Jesus, you've heard about him, Someone bribed you today with lunch afterwards. This is not a bad deal. But you're here today and you realize, man, I, this is what I need. I've been substituting everything else and everyone else. Would you turn away from the life you're living today? That's called repentance. Would you confess? Would you say, Jesus, I, would you just forgive me of my sin? God, Jesus, would you start healing me? Would you heal the things that I know need healed? And would you start healing the things that I don't even know need healed? Would you turn your life over to him today? Would you invite him in to become your savior 
and as best as you know how, the leader of your life. Come Holy Spirit, come fill this place. And we pray that, pray that in the resurrected name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because changed lives change lives.